This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we know that the pandemic had a significant impact on women in the workplace, and those numbers have been coming back in the last year plus. Part of that has been assisted by remote work and conferencing platforms, which have really filled a need for so many people uh, as they return to work. Lynn Holland is Deputy General Counsel and Chief Compliance and Ethics Officer with Zoom and joins us to speak on that and much more. Lynn, great to have you with us. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much, Dan. And if I may just actually add, I'm also Chief Privacy Officer and I'm handing off the Chief Compliance and Ethics Officer Absolutely. To- to one uh, of my directs. But anyway, thank you so much for the invite today. No problem. Great to have you with us. So, I mean, this is obviously a very unique, I think, period for women in the workplace. And as I mentioned at the top, the dynamics of the pandemic were one thing, but companies like yours with Zoom uh, are, are providing a an incredible benefit to so many people that are working from home these days. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, Dan. So just really briefly, I'd love to say, you know, I did join Zoom actually in January 2020. And of course the pandemic hit, you know, it was already here, but it we we realized it about six weeks later. Zoom was incredibly privileged. We're incredibly humbled to be able to have helped, you know, right product, right time during those last, you know, three years. Um, now, of course, as you're as you're um mentioning, the a lot of companies are going back to work, right? We call it the RTO, the return to office. And uh, whether your company is five days a week, though, or whether it's two days a week or whether it's still more flexible, hybrid is here to stay. And I really do think that it that is going to be um, essential to keeping diversity in the workplace, supporting, maintaining, you know, developing diversity in the workplace. Give you an example. Of course, many of us, whether you have kids or whether you have you know, uh, ailing parents at home, many of us are caregivers, and you're working 12 hours a day. But if you need to run out at three o'clock and make an after school snack or pick somebody up and bring them to practice, you jump back on zoom afterward, right? Even if you're maybe in a more formal office, and you're working, you know, um, eight to six, nine to six, five days a week, there's still going to be those evenings where you want to catch a game, or you need to see a parent, or you have to run an errand, and then you get back on zoom at night. So all of us are working too much and too many hours, but platforms like Zoom, I think really do enable people with, you know, lots of responsibilities and a, and a, a varied, you know, diverse background and, and um, situation in life to be able to be more engaged. But as you kind of laid out there, uh, it is kind of the, the shift in the mindset of what the workday is that's going on right now. And and there's a couple of sides to that. One is obviously, as you laid out, the need of the individual because they may have other things on their plate that they have to factor in. But two, it's the understanding of the company that this is kind of the new way that things are going to work. And and you wanna make sure that you keep people who are valuable to your operation. And if you're able to work with them and be able to give them that flexibility, then I think all sides win on this, don't they? Uh Absolutely. Absolutely, Dan. I mean, studies show that the best companies and the strongest companies do have a diverse workforce and that the best decisions, right? I'm sure you've seen studies. The best decisions are made with diverse and and multiple inputs. You don't want to be a company where everybody looks like the person at the top and thinks and talks and has decision making, you know, all in the same way, right? Stronger decisions, more resilient decisions for companies are made 
when you know the employees and the customers represent the, um, a, a really diverse um, swath of our society because that that you know that's who we are and that that makes that company stronger. So what I would say again is even if you're sort of a more formal five days a week or, or two days a week or you know if you're truly still hybrid. Um, these these types of tools and Zoom, of course, we'd love if you're using Zoom would be, you know, help help to drive that strength. And I would say, too, for accessibility issues, you know, we have transcripts at Zoom. We have changed over the last couple of years. We changed our color blue. Blue is big for us at Zoom. It's our color. We changed the color to make it more accessible. And so more people, um, the more engaged your employee workforce is, which is good for compliance. We can touch on that. But the more engaged your your workforce is. The, more, the, the better your chances of retaining employees, the higher your chances of recruitment, right? Talent, um, you get the best talent across, you know, all kinds of different groups, diverse groups. And also, again, I think your company is going to be stronger for it. Well, and let me put in the selfish plug because we're doing this interview on Zoom. <laughs> and the fact that we have taken advantage uh, of Zoom uh, over the course of the pandemic, when I was doing the show five days a week from home, to be able to do interviews with individuals on a remote basis. But from our perspective in the broadcast industry, doing it with audio quality that is, you know, very good and, and that we can use on the air. So there, there, there's all kinds of different industries that probably can benefit from, from uh, the, the rise of conferencing platforms. That's right. That's right. And, you know, at least as I understand it, Dan, in the early days, um, you know, one of Zoom's, uh, geniuses is we have a distributed architecture. So rather than bundling up all of your audio video, sending it to me and I bundle it up and send it to you, it comes in different work streams, yeah. which means that, you know, if you if somebody has a bad internet connection, the rest of the group is okay. And in the early days, you know, that was tricky with music. And of course, schools were, you know, wanted to practice music and, you know, Broadway shows and everybody was trying to do it all over Zoom. Right. And in the early days, that was tough because of that special sauce architecture. And now that's better and better. So we've we've learned a lot over the last three years and and we're just, you know, we're delighted to be able to, to be there. But how have these issues around women in the workplace affected and impacted you directly thinking about your career and your path to where you are now at Zoom? Interesting question. Thank you. So I've had a really um, exciting and really interesting career. What I would say is that I've taken a lot of risk. And so if you're in a position to be able to do that and try, you know, different things as a lawyer, I was interested in criminal law and very interested in international law. So I was able to do both. And for many years, I was at big firms. And then I moved into the U.S. Attorney's Office and was a federal prosecutor for 13 years. I specialized in national security cases and Washington, D.C., U.S. Attorney's Office and the Eastern District of Virginia, down in Alexandria, Virginia. And then I was recruited to PepsiCo and I was their chief compliance officer. And then, uh, you know, was really excited to join Zoom in in 20, um, as I say, in January 2020. So having those opportunities and having that mobility and, and, and you know, I was in a privileged enough position to sometimes take a few pay cuts and, and be able to move on to new and challenging opportunities, right? And I think uh, having a platform like Zoom where people can move if if they have to, you know, move to different parts of the country, maybe take new opportunities, be able to take those risks. Um, that's really been, um, you know, a, a terrific aspect that I've been able to take advantage of. And now we have Zoom. Of course, we didn't have Zoom during that whole time, but yeah. but now we have Zoom and Zoom is in the courts. So even maybe some of those prosecutors are doing some things on Zoom nowadays, but it's been great. 
so let me touch on that for a second because you mentioned the regulatory side and and maybe there are elements that will be tweaked changed as we continue to move forward not only because of like conferencing platforms but just technology in general and how we have to adjust our thinking our processes uh because of these new technologies that are coming in and obviously ai is probably going to be one of the biggest ones we're going to be dealing with uh, over the next several years uh, so so that's something that from a corporate perspective i think you guys at zoom have to think about as well for sure for sure a- ai is here to stay it's a little bit like uh you know hybrid remote work we need to balance it um ai i think is here to stay the key there is let's work smarter not harder right we're all right. working two long days as as i'm sure you are in your shop as well <laughs> too many hours and the idea is not that we work 24 hours a day. So let, let's try to have the future, let's balance the future and 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 try to also uh, you know work smarter, as I say. So those AI tools, we're working on lots of them at Zoom. I would say, um, you know, keep working on, as we mentioned, your employee engagement, have lots of avenues and have a speak up culture where people can raise issues, right, to your compliance officer and to your legal team and make sure people are bringing, um, you know, issues to the company. At the same time, when you're working on new technologies like AI, you know, you need to set up a governance program and, and have people understand the inputs and the outputs. And in particular, um, you know, be be really mindful of what those AI providers are doing with your data, right? right. The customer data and your personal data um, and, and go for a company like Zoom, where we try to be as transparent as possible about what our data handling practices are. In particular, by the way, we're not using customer content to train our Gen AI models. Right. So my advice would be, if you're interested, if companies are interested in those tools, you know, take a look at those kinds of policies and make sure that your company data and your employee data and your customer data is being handled the way that you would like. I, I also understand that you're very much an advocate for uh, lifelong learning. Yes. Uh, and continuing to build that throughout your career. If you can speak to that and, and what that has meant to you and what that can mean for women as they go through their careers. Absolutely. Well, I did allude a little bit, Dan, to my to taking some risks, you know, throughout my career, going from, you know, big, uh, fancy international firms to then becoming a prosecutor with, you know, as I as I was joking, a big pay cut and then working, you know, still just as many hours and working really hard. So what I would say is that, um, you know, this is a big was a big um, uh, principle for Indra Nuyi, who was our CEO at PepsiCo when I was there, and also Eric Yuan, our CEO now at Zoom. If you can, if, you know, with everything else that you've got going on in your life, if you see a new area, whether it's in business or law or whatever your discipline happens to be as a woman and as a, you know, perhaps a working parent or what have you, um, go for it, right? I never would have thought six months ago as chief compliance officer and chief privacy officer that I would become one of the one of the trying to become a, a baby expert on AI, as I as I say, so trying to become an expert in AI and helping the company, you know, build those AI governance programs and, um, you know, helping customers feel comfortable trying it out. Um, so I would say if you have that area that you're interested in, you know, experiment, pick it up, yeah. um, go after it, and you'll be using all those same skills from your career to that point but you may be applying it to a new area. And that's, that's to me what lifelong learning is about. Lynn, great to meet you. Thanks very much for your time today. Thank you so much, Dan. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. You too as well. Lynn Holland of Zoom. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.